Good evening, everybody. It is wonderful to see you all back. I hope you all had a very nice day. And I do appreciate everyone being here tonight. Uh, last week, we watched with sadness the destruction and heartache that many people went through as uh, several tornadoes tore through Tennessee out west. Many people lost what appears to be everything that they owned. Several died. And it can quickly bring back memories of uh, what we and our neighbors went through uh, several years ago on a similar day. And as Rita and I watched the news reports, we were struck by the attitude of a certain woman. She was a survivor of the chaos around her. We do not know her. But it was her response to the situation that was uh, left such an impact on us. Uh, she was a very intriguing woman. She said a few things that I tried to remember the best I could. One was that she wanted everyone to know that she was not dead, as some of the news reports had said. She wanted to tell her family and friends she was okay and she was alive. And that's always a positive, isn't it? She referred to the patriarch Job in the midst of tragedy, and she said, God gives and God takes away. And she said, if anyone could, She'd like her neighbor's house gotten out of hers. And she wanted a cup of coffee, three sugars, and two creams. But it was her attitude. She smiled. She had a good perspective of life. Life is full of troubles, isn't it? But here was a woman who seemed to be able to take much of what had happened to her in stride. She looked at life in the right light. I wonder how well and how cheerily I myself would have done in the same situation that she found herself in just those few days away. The vast majority in life, I think, would have a much worse attitude. Why me? I can remember my uncle many years ago, he would say that repeatedly. Why me all the time? Sometimes we just don't know, do we? Especially when things get very bad and the world seems to fall apart around us. Thankfully for us, God has preserved for us the book of Job for an insight into the suffering of man. Job is described as blameless and upright, one who feared God and shunned evil, a man who was blessed, I think, by every aspect, ten children, many livestock, servants. He sa it says he was the greatest of all the people of the East. He had a loving family. He enjoyed being together and sharing with one another. What a blessing that is when your family gets along so well. Job, a righteous father who cared for them physically, but also spiritually, doing what he could to seek their acceptance before God. Job chapter 1, verses 4 through 5. I think we all know a lot about Job. And we see Satan come before God with an accusation, basically, that man serves God for what he can get out of it. He is self-centered. He's basically evil. In Job chapter 1, verses 9 through 11. Satan asked God, he says, does Job fear God for nothing? You made a hedge around him, all around him. He has, you have blessed him. The work of his hands, his possessions have increased in the land. And in verse 11, he said, but now stretch out your hand and touch all that he has, and he will surely curse you to your face. Is man trustworthy? Is man trustworthy? So many in life leave God. They deny him, even are fiercely opposed to him. 
and even faith in him due to the problem of pain and suffering. Many unbelievers could probably be quoted here to attest to their opinions. Many times they're quoted to why they don't believe in God because of the pain and suffering they see in the world, but not Job. He was a man of true character, one who would not deny God. He was tested in the most difficult experience, and Job's faith would pass the test. As we go to Job chapter 1, verse 13, verse 13 starts out with, Now there was a day. There was a day. That day starts out as a day of loss, of pain, of destruction, but yet it started out like any other day that we would live. The sun came up. Everything was as it should be. Yet by the time it was done, his children, his livestock, his servants, everything that he had worked for, his life was gone, taken away from him. As we go to Job chapter 1, verses 20 to 22, the reference that our tornado survivor referred to reads like this. Then Job arose, tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked I shall return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. In all this, Job did not sin nor charge God with wrong. Job showed that he was trustworthy to God. He didn't leave or deny God because of trouble. God had upheld Job as one who would, did love him and serve him. Have you considered my servant Job, he said to Satan. And God's trust and confidence in mankind was shown to be true. Mankind does love God. He is trustworthy, not because of only what he gets, but because who, of who God is. God is lovable. God is a person we can know. We are thankful to God for everything that he has done for us. We love him because of who he is. And Job showed that. Even though he did not understand why these things were happening to him, he did not deny the Lord. Satan would be allowed to afflict Job again in Job chapter 2, verses 4 through 5. So Satan answered the Lord and said, Skin for skin, yes, all that a man has he will give for his life. But stretch out your hand now and touch his bone and his flesh, and he will surely curse you to your face. What happened? Job was struck with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. Even as I think Brother John referred to this morning that he had to take a pot shirt, sitting in ashes and scrape and scrape and scrape. The mighty Job, from all that he had to what he was now, as we see before us now, a man in pain and suffering. He'd lost all. Even his wife would have enough in verses 9 and 10 of chapter 2. Do you still hold fast to your integrity? Curse God and die. With loss of everything, health, his wife's support, how sad a situation. But Job's reply gives him to the insight of how he trusted God. He said, you speak as one of the foolish women speak. Shall we indeed accept good from God and shall we not accept adversity? Is it only right to love and trust God in the good times? Shall we not love and trust God in the hard times also? 
Should we not? Should we not? In all this, Job did not sin with his lips. Job was not a perfect person. He would, um, under such a mountain of affliction, say things that revealed his lack of understanding. He did not know nor understand what was going on in his life. Why should he suffer the way he was suffering? At that particular time, people believed that you were punished for your sins. Uh, one writer referred to it as retribution. And the word retribution, if I can say it correctly, uh, not a biblical word, but the, uh, the definition for it is punishment inflicted on someone as vengeance for a wrong or criminal act. And they believe that all suffering was a direct result of or proportionate to your sins. The book of Job, thankfully, shows us that that is simply not the case. We are not punished because of our sins. Righteous, good people will suffer in life, and some of them greatly. It is part of life. No matter what, Job trusted in God. I do not think that we'll know all the answers to all things in life as to why pre people suffer as they do, not totally anyway. I know that Job, in the end, would understand that he had made a mistake. After God questioned Job and revealed time after time from so many aspects of creation that Job knew nothing, as we all stand with him in that, in Job chapter 42, verses 1 through 6, he says this, Job answered the Lord and said, I know that you can do everything and that no purpose of yours can be withheld from you. You asked, who is this who hides counsel without knowledge? Therefore I have uttered what I did not understand, things too wonderful for me which I did not know. Listen, please, and let me speak. You said I will question you, and you shall answer me. I have heard of you by the hearing of the ear, but now my eye sees you. Therefore I bore myself and repent in dust and ashes. The education of Job allowed him to see God, not just by the hearing. He didn't know him just by hearing about him but he experienced more and knew more about God because of what he went through and the suffering that he endured. He could see God much more clearly, not, and it was something that he would not have learned if it was just good times. We learned so much about God. He was able to continue to trust God, and in all we do, I think that we can trust God no matter what. He is the all-knowing, all-powerful creator, sustainer. He always does right. We do not know what he is doing, except what he has told us, but we can trust him, no matter how little we know. Job chapter 13, verse 15, Job, Job said, Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. How could we not trust God? To who else will we lean on? I know God loves and cares for us. He knows what we go through, even who we are on the inside. 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 7, God does not look on the outside, but he knows the heart. He knows who you are on the inside, what you truly are. I like to talk about Psalms 139, 1 through 12. There is not a, a thought in our mind that God doesn't know, nor a word on our, on our tongue that he doesn't know. Where can we flee from his presence? God knows you. He knows what you're doing, where you're at, what you're thinking, what you're going to say. That's wonderful knowledge. Too great for me. God cares for you. Matthew 6, 24 through 34. 
when we seek him and put him first, seeking his kingdom and his righteousness, he will providentially take care of us. He will see us through it all. 1 Peter 3 and 12, For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are open to their prayers. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. God cares for you. No matter what you're going through, what, no matter what you're having to face, God loves and cares for you. We may not know everything, the why things happen as they do, but we can know that, that God loves you and cares for you. Whatever we have to go through, we can trust him, and the end result will be all right. There are many people who have greater insight onto the reasons mankind suffers than I do. Some of the things that they've said is, some things that we suffer are brought upon us by our own hand. And how many of us know of somebody who has suffered because of their own terrible decisions in life? God has blessed us all also with the freedom of choice, the righteous and the evil alike. Many people suffer in life because of somebody else's actions, because they decided not to do what God wanted them to do, and because of that, many people suffer. There's also the fall of man. When Adam and Eve sinned, death and sin and disease came into the world. How many of us suffer because of those things? And we live in a world surrounded by danger, controlled by natural laws, inertia, gravity. Things like that can't be broken without consequence. But no matter what, God will take care of us. We can trust God. Like Job, we can learn to be patient. James chapter 5, verse 11. Indeed, we count them blessed who endure, will endure. You have heard of the perseverance of Job and seen the end intended by the Lord, that the Lord is very compassionate and merciful. Whatever you go through, be patient. Thayer, here on the word patient, said it means to be steadfast, endurance. He also added this. In the New Testament, the characteristic of a man who has not swerved from his deliberate purpose and his loyalty to faith and piety by even the greatest trials and sufferings. Be patient. Go through whatever you must. Endure it. Trust God. When troubles are on us, trust God and hold on to the end. Satan can do no more than God allows. The Lord is very compassionate and merciful. We know that this world and its treasures are temporary. The lady in the tornado said it also. The things that are damaged, the things that are lost, those things can be replaced. Use what we have to God's glory. We also know we can enjoy our todays as much as possible. Remember what she asked for? A coffee, two creams, and three sugars. We have good days, don't we? We receive those good days from God. They're a gift from God to enjoy. We have each other. We have family. We have friends. We've got coffee. We've got sugar, and I hope your children and grandchildren enjoy all the sugar they can handle over the holidays, and you'll need that coffee. We've got good things, don't we? We accept those because of God. That's a gift to us. I believe the Ecclesiastes writer speaks of those things. Enjoy today. Use it for God's glory, because we do not know what tomorrow holds, James 4 and 14, but our Father does. We know what Jesus did for us. Our God loves us. Our home is not here. He's prepared a place for us in heaven, John 14, verses 2 through 3. Jesus suffered greatly on our behalf, the sinless for the sinful, the price our loving God 
gave for us. If you're not a Christian tonight, what keeps you from it? The pain and suffering in this life help us to remember to seek those eternal things. Don't set your mind on the things of the world. They're temporary. They will not last. Whatever you have to endure, put your mind toward the eternal things to gain that heavenly home that your Father has prepared for you, that Jesus has prepared for you. There will be no more death, no crying, no sorrow, no more pain. Revelation 21 and verse 4. Are you a Christian? What do you hope in? How do you endure the suffering of life? Is God with you? Do you trust him? If you're not a Christian tonight, think, where will you spend eternity? 